it's here, bro. Oh man, I know y'all see the background. You see everything is it's a little darker, and it's for good reason. I there's a I mean, hundred percent of me thinks we finna be in that thing blacked out, black hat, black, black jersey, out. black black socks, black cleats. Look. And hopefully we black out these Kentucky Wildcats. But y'all, today is the Who is Kentucky episode. Listen, y'all, we got a great guest coming up later in the show. My boy, our boy, Lance Asher, will be joining us. Man, all I got to say is it's Kentucky week, baby. Let's go! Turner, it is easy to get up for a week like this, bro. It is. Like, it is. It's, it's easy, easy to get, like, as a fan, and I know as a player, it is easy to get up for a game like this. 7 p.m., Neyland I mean, Stadium, Halloween weekend, and you got an alternate uniform that's kind of spicy. First night game since Akron, bro. It's been Akron. some games. It's been some yeah. games. And Akron ain't a big game. No. This one is this one has the has the hype surrounding it like unbelievably. And I can't wait, man. Yeah. So um man, we're gonna be in that thing tailgating all day Saturday, boy. All day. All day. I'm talking about from 6 30 when we yeah, hop up in the <laughs> hop up in the big boy Lariat. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> And we're going to ride over to the garage, man. Uh, bro, I'm just so excited. I I, uh, I think that this game, this, and I've said this a lot this year, but because this is the next big game, like this yeah. one to me is even more important. The Florida game, and let me explain. The Florida game was like, let's, diff, let's get over the hump as a program, right? Right, for sure. The Alabama game was like, I think we really can do it. So let's just do it. And we did. Yeah. And yeah. now this Kentucky game is more like, oh, if we get over this one, I feel like I'm walking in the next week against Georgia kind of like, what can happen? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, bro, for sure. 100%. So, I mean, y'all, while we're right here, man, like, comment, subscribe, join the channel. Listen, I know we've said this um, in our previous video, but in our and even our previous podcast, we are now on all platforms. So not just YouTube where we started. You can now find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, on Anchor. Um, you can just literally type in straight up Tennessee and we are going to pop up, man. Build that. Build the volume of that thing. Build the the audience for that thing, man. Soon, actually, through our anchor channel on pod on sorry on our anchor anchor podcast channel. Lord, that was kind of hard to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> on our anchor podcast channel, we're gonna actually be able to allow some subscriptions. So, if you want to financially support the podcast, so that we're able to do more giveaways, able honestly, you supporting the show. It's us being able to give you more things like the show. 
the giveaway straight out of the pockets, like no money <laughs> intended. Like we were just like, let's do this thing because yeah. we want to push the brand, but we also just want people to rock straight up Tennessee and rock with us for a long time. So uh, again, on the giveaway, man, on Friday, October 28th, that is the last day you can enter. We will draw all of the names on Saturday yeah. during the Kentucky game. We'll be tailgating. So um, literally on our Instagram, we'll take a story. Me and Turner will be tailgating <laughs> on campus and we're going to let you know who the winners are. So if you ain't following us on Instagram, there's the plug. Go, follow. Go ahead and follow us on all of that. So, yes, um, but man, uh, you know, it's Tuesday. Yesterday, Josh Heupel had his uh, first press conference of the week. They also mm -hmm. met with Hendo Cinco. Um, man, I know that you've had the opportunity to listen to Hendon Hooker speak, even in your church setting. And um, yeah, you can just feel when he speaks like, and I'm not even trying to get churchy here, but you can feel like he he radiates the presence of God. Like he's just such a subtle, calm, like collected dude. And he's not just like that on the field. Like that's just him, you know? Absolutely. 100%. So, very respective guy. I mean, super, super chill too. I mean, but hey, one thing about Hendo, seen a different side of Hendo on the field this year. Oh, facts. But I think he, he had to be. He had to yeah. be that dog. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Eating. Yeah. Eating, bro. Hey, did, I know you saw the press conference when they asked him, man, like, you know, well, have you seen these things out of Jalen Hyatt? You know, he's he's this, he's that. He's may, maybe the best dressed on the team. He said, <laughs> <laughs> he looked at him like, are you sure? He said, maybe top, top three, top five best dress. He said, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I was like, man, that's just funny, dude, because Hendon do come dripped out every game. Dripped Absolutely. out. Um, Josh Heupel, man, gave some great updates, bro. Um, looking super forward because I, I feel like I feel like Cedric Tillman and Jalen McCullough are going to get the go this week, man. I think Kamal Hatton's going to get a go, too. Listening to the VolQuest guys earlier today, you know, I think Kamal Haddon's going to go too, and I With, think that'll help us. He's getting some reps this week? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Kamal Haddon getting some reps. Christian Charles still still kind of up in the air. Um, uh, I'm also hearing I'm also hearing Turnage is probably going to get the go as well. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Hey, man, I, I'm, I've always been a big Turnage fan. You know he's kind of been a letdown this year a little bit, but hey, I'm always a fan, and it's time it it's now or never for him. Yeah, you know? he's he's yeah. like the Ramel Keaton of defense. He is, and 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 though, don't you always feel like he steps up in a game like this? Yes, for sure. Like th there's just something different. I mean, I don't know. You know just as much as I would do playing sports growing up. You know, there's there's a big difference from being a starter and just being in the rotation. Facts. You know what I mean? I don't mean that in a bad way. Not saying that you're not going to play as good coming off the bench, but it's just something about like, yeah, this is me. It's mine. I'm ready to play. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think, um, I think with that comes more opportunity, right? Yeah. I mean, not only does the opportunity come, but I feel like he has the opportunity then to say, hey, 
am I going to do this thing or am I not? And I feel like Brandon Turner's like you've said for so long, bro. He's, he's a gamer and mm-hmm. uh, it's a competition thing. Same with Kamal Haddon, bro. Kamal Haddon is not going to allow you to like outpunk him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Here's your, here's your uh, question about the offensive up? side of the ball real quick. Tillman plays. Okay. Yeah. I think, Maybe it's just me. I think it's pretty even between Tillman and Keaton for this Kentucky game when it comes to reps. If we're smart, if we're smart, absolutely. Because I don't think this is a game you give Cedric Tillman 79, 85 snaps his first game back. I'm playing said, honestly, I'm probably playing said between that 30 and 38 number because, because. Next week against Georgia, he's playing and he's playing 80 snaps. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and, I, I think he, it's important to almost put him on a minutes restriction like they would in basketball. Yeah, because we know at the end of the day, and I know he ain't about getting his, but at the end of the day, he he does 35, 40 snaps. He's gonna get his in those 35, yeah. 40 snaps. Oh yeah. <laughs> all he needs is 10 because Hendon gonna throw it to him every all 10 times. Every time. Yeah, that's Hendon's <laughs> dude. That's Hendon's dude. But but who knows now, man? I think now, obviously earlier in the year, it was his kind of security blanket. Now, as everything has kind of blossomed, yeah. um, I feel bad for anybody that has to play us at this point. Cause, I do too, man. Oh, man, I mean, it's going to be scary. Do you see, you see that stat where uh, Jalen Hyatt has more touchdowns than Georgia? Some teams, yes. Georgia's whole team, South Carolina's whole team? Yes, bro. It's insane, dude. Like I don't, I don't know. Legitimately, yeah. we it's are cooking. It, it's crazy, you know. And, and and the craziest thing is, Hendon Hooker said it, not in this press conference, but uh, I think it was last week or the week before. I think it was last week. He said, "Man, we ain't even played our best ball yet," and that's just and I, scary to think about. It is scary to think about. That's the thing is, like, if you got our guys saying that. Like and and truly believing it, y'all. Somebody better call nine one one, cause uh, that's crazy to me, absolutely insane. But um, y'all, it's Kentucky week. We got my man Lance on the thing. Uh, Lance Asher's coming in, and y'all listen. This next. Two segments. Obviously, we're going to kind of format this thing just like we did when Steven came on the show for the Who is Alabama. We're going to literally talk 10, 15 minutes. And let me say this. We're going to try because we know how this conversation goes, man. It gets lit. It gets fun. (laughs) We get engaged. We get mad at each other because we start talking. But, uh, you know, we we start talking all things Kentucky. Who is Kentucky? Offensive, defensive side. Who's some guys we need to look forward to? Um, and who do we need to stop in order to win the game? But then also we'll talk any interesting stats that Kentucky has um, done or embarked on in this season uh, that Tennessee also needs to look out for. Uh, man, I'm ready to get Lance up in this thing. So, turn you ready to get this thing rolling, baby? All right, let's go. Hey, it's time for the Who is Kentucky? Let's go! Yo, y'all, welcome back to the show. And you see somebody is on this thing now, my man Lance. Uh, Lance, what's up, bro? Hey, brother. 
How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> man, bro, it's going better now, man. This is uh this is our Who is Kentucky uh show. Man, we do one of these at the top of every week when we whoever Tennessee's playing, and we just so happen to be playing them Wildcats this week. And the first person you can ask Turner, I said Lance is Lance is coming on the show. Period. Lance gotta get on the show. I I'm honored. I I've lived in Knoxville my entire life as a Kentucky fan, and I still even <laughs> even like today, I'm like, man, I just wish like I wish I had some people I could vibe with about this, you know? It's just there's not there's not enough of us around. I mean, there's a lot. There's a shocking amount, really, but uh man it's i i've actually i have listened to a few episodes of y'all's show so far and i've really enjoyed it i uh i didn't always love football like i grew up in a house where like kentucky basketball was and still is really frankly the number one thing that i care about but uh we, we can get into all this later but I'm, I'm jumping ahead but just as a as somebody who grew up a fan of kentucky and then being able to kind of grow up and watch what mark stoops has done like for me as a genuine fan, it's like the first thing that I like sort of fell into on my own. Like, yeah. you know, I was born with Kentucky basketball. My, that's <laughs> yeah. that's the way it was. But like I found Kentucky football in a different way, like way later in life, yeah. which I think is yeah. super cool. So thanks oh, yeah. for having me on. <laughs> I yeah, guess bro. I guess no, that, and that works perfect because I was going to ask, I was like, man, tell the people about you. But there it is right there. There, so, it, is, yeah. man. Um, there it is. But like, OK, I'll tell people a little bit about Lance, though, just a little. So Lance and I were on staff at a church back home together for some years. Um, and what he just told you is so true about him find like the football thing like dude it's never been like when i first met lance he hated football not not even, i wouldn't even say hated it was I, just like no, i'm not it. interested i hated it i i, I vocally <laughs> like and outspokenly hated it and i even honestly i have no idea where like all the vitriol was coming from like i don't no one hurt me you know what i mean like yeah. i don't know like i couldn't play football when I, when i was younger cuz i just was terrible at it you know yeah, i played yeah. one year of peewee football when i was in the fifth grade and i got hit one by one day at practice by a kid who was one year older than me and i literally quit that day and i never played football ever again. i'm done he said i'm done he said i'm, I'm out toast, man i'm toast i'm out of uh, but no you're right i i did not i did, really didn't like it I, and i don't even really know why maybe it's just because i didn't have anything to live for with kentucky football you know <laughs> i i mean that's like, facts. we're talking like rich brooks era joker phillips like i mean I'm the only person who should even know those names. You know what I mean? Like we had, we had terrible coaches for a long time and God bless them for, for giving it a shot. But Mark Stoops, Mark Stoops all the way, baby. (laughs) Well, look y'all, man, we're going to dive right in, man, to this first segment where we're literally just going to dial, dial in who the heck is Kentucky in 2022. We know last year, man, that this Kentucky team, we honestly crushed their dreams to be honest. And uh, you really did. I mean, they were number 11 in the nation at the time. Tennessee Mm -hmm. comes to Kroger Field and just I I can't even explain it. It was the most Kentucky football thing I've ever seen. (laughs) I mean, yeah, Tennessee (laughs) did what they were supposed to do. And and then what happens is in 2022, this Kentucky team is still solid, but they did lose a lot of firepower. But let's talk about this. Let's talk about this, Lance. Who is Kentucky? And let's start about who is Kentucky offensively. When we talk yeah. about on the offensive side of the football, who is Kentucky in 2022? 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure anybody with eyeballs would say that it's it's Will Levis. He's the best example that I've seen in a long time of like hard work and talent both rising to the top. You know what I mean? Like he's not he's not the most athletic person on the field, but like he I'm probably going to catch heat for this, but like he reminds me of Tim Tebow in some ways where he has like that just the tenacity to do literally anything to win and you can tell that there's nothing that he, like he he can't stand to lose. You know, I think that's like the the most important thing. So if he's healthy on Saturday, like I'm not going to say we're going to win the game, but I do I do think it's it's a game and it's literally because of him. <laughs> so who who is Kentucky offensively first? It's Will Levis. And then if you get past Will, I think that it has to be Chris Rodriguez who mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if all the UT fans are up on the drama, but Chris Rodriguez didn't play for the first um, four games of the season because he was sort of suspended, not suspended. Nobody could t- nobody could get a straight answer out of the NCAA, but he was arrested for a DUI in May, and it was just carrying over. And it was kind of like it was kind of like a dark cloud on the beginning of the season because we did start pretty hot, you know. Like when we beat Florida in Week Three, I was like, "Yeah, baby," <laughs> you know, right? We've got something going here, and then. And I was, and the whole every every Kentucky beat writer, every fan, or everyone was saying the same thing. It's like, dude, when Chris Rodriguez gets back on the field, like we are all gas, no breaks. And then we just laid a freaking egg against Ole Miss and beat ourselves, which that that was a tough one. And then to go out the next week and just lose to South Carolina, I, I. I've I've never I've only felt that deflated a few times. I mean, it was just hard to watch. Oh, and obviously, yeah. Will Will Levis didn't play in that game. Our our backup quarterback got got a stab at it. And uh, I mean, you know, the poor kid. He didn't he didn't do uh, horrible. But um, I think one of the main talking points for the offense, though, for Kentucky this year, and this is a weird juxtaposition from literally the last eight years or so, our offensive line this year is just not up to snuff. Like it figures the one the one time we have like a top five NFL pick at quarterback, you know, which never happens to Kentucky. Like it mm-hmm. figures that his senior year, like when he's rounding into form, you know, we have an offensive line who, who just can't hang. And that's not what we've had in the past few years. I mean, big blue wall is like, that's like been our thing, you know? Um, and a little Easter egg here. I don't know if everybody's like up to speed on this either, but we had a our offensive line coach for several years under Mark Stoops. His name was John Schlarman. Uh, he had a long battle with cancer a couple of years ago, and uh, like whole team was kind of around him. And it was like I think it was whole team, you know. And then he ended up passing away, and so we've had a few, you know, two seasons without him now, and. It is kind of I'm, I'm bummed as a fan to say that like it seems like some of the tenacity of that <laughs> offensive line kind of has has dwindled and you know we got young kids we got injured guys and you know there's a million reasons why but um you know who is Kentucky offensively it's Will Levis Chris Rodriguez and it literally just has to be that offensive line they got to beef it up especially this Saturday if nothing else I genuinely as a fan I'd rather beat Tennessee and lose to Georgia if I could have it my way <laughs> Hey Hey, and that's the thing. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. It is totally acceptable. And the the thing about it is this game, and we'll talk about this later, but the reason that I'm not nervous at all about this game. I am nervous because it's the next one, and it is Kentucky. And it's just like Kentucky's like always – 
they're gonna play put it this way Kentucky's gonna play their best game of the entire year on yeah. Saturday got to got to and and but everything is against them a night game at Neyland I don't want yeah. I don't want to play there nobody wants that I mean dude Night game at Neyland. I'm pretty sure we're gonna be wearing the dark mode uniforms. Like it's just gonna be that. like it's just gonna be crazy in there. And so, but still, Kentucky's probably gonna play their best game all year. But I know I know that they want to, and that's what gives me some glimmer of hope. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So go ahead. Go ahead, turn. No, and you talking about the offensive line, I think that's huge for Kentucky this week. If offensive if offensive line can protect Will Levis, I think yeah, I think Kentucky's got a shot. Yeah, you man. Know. Yeah. Oh, they'll hang around. And that's 100%. the worst thing that can happen. They it, it, yeah. we, you can't let them hang around. No. And not not just protect Will Levis, but if y'all's offensive line is doing good, that means y'all's run game is doing good. So therefore exactly. that's where Chris Rodriguez comes in play. Y'all are pretty yep. even. So y'all are yep. running on us, y'all are throwing on us. It's just we gotta get pressure on Will Levis because Will Levis ain't no Bryce Young. I think we all know that. Oh yeah. I think uh, I think everybody's on board with that now. <laughs> Kentucky fans all season, man, have been like, "What is everybody talking about?" Like, Bryce, I mean, Bryce Young's not a bad player. Please don't get me wrong, but like, dude, if if you're if you're if you're picking a if you're building a team, like, you want Will Levis all day long, man. He's just massive. <laughs> but I will He's say, I will guy. say, Hendon Hooker is is no slouch by any stretch, and I I have to be honest, and I really don't like Tennessee. Y'all know that. So I was not going to give you guys any credit at all <laughs> until I watched that game last Saturday. And man, that that kid is unbelievable. Hendon Hooker is is the stuff, bro. And you y'all y'all got a good one in that kid. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. But keeping this one rolling, um, when we talk about Kentucky on the defensive side of the football, what do they bring to the table this year? Obviously, we know they got a top fifteen defense. Defense. Who are some of those kids that contribute to them being successful? Who who are those guys, and who do we need to look for? Yeah, and I think uh, I got a, a funky cable going on. My bad. Um, I think there's a couple of guys. Our, it's weird this year. Our defense in the years past, I feel like we've always had like one guy who's like just clearly the leader of our defense. A couple years ago, we had. Um, uh, Josh Allen, who ended up being, you know, a top five draft pick for the Dolphins. Like he was clearly like the heart and soul of the defense. I mean, and that kid was unbelievable, you know, um, when we've had some other guys in years past, I don't know if we have that this year and, and it could just be, you know, it's not, it's just not as clear at the moment. We do, we have a lot of underclassmen. And so to answer your question, you know, there's the, I would, the guys I would look to would be all the upperclassmen because in what I've noticed as a fan over the last few years, in games like this where it's like it's emotional, it's all on the line, and for some of these guys, they're starting to see the end of their senior season, like those are the kids who usually turn these games around. And so, you know, you're talking about a couple of OGs, uh, DeAndre Square, uh, J.J. Weaver, you know, uh, they're, they're both linebackers. Um, goodness gracious, this mic. Uh, you got Carrington Valentine at quarterback. He, you know, he's been one of our best corners all year long. Um, but – even more than that, there's a, a kid named Kadron Smith who is uh he's a transfer this year. He dude, he's been lighting it up. Uh, he's he's a senior as well. He, this is his first season with us, and so that's those are those are the few guys. I know it's kind of a long list, but I think upperclassmen got to come through in this game. And then you know you're going to get a couple of like crazy plays from some of the young guys. But I think I think it's all those guys I just mentioned that are going to be the difference makers, and they really they have to be because they got to set that tone early and go for it. 
Yeah, I think that's great as far as even talking about playmakers. Like we know offensively for Kentucky, it's Will Levis, Chris Rodriguez, and I would even venture to say a little bit of Barryon Brown, the Heck freshman yeah, wide dude. receiver from Nashville. Especially that, on special teams, man. He's been yeah. busting it up. Special teams is going to decide this game, I feel like, a lot. Um, yeah, and that's an area and, we've, we've honestly struggled this year. And so, um, and then defensively, you just mentioned all of those guys. So, like, as we kind of round this first segment out, talking about just who Kentucky is, uh, are there any, like, eye-popping stats from this year? Um, really, since, honestly, I'm only, I saw Kentucky play Miami of Ohio. I saw them play South Carolina. I saw them play Ole Miss. And I was just like, oh, God. Um, okay. And the the biggest eye-popping thing for me in Kentucky is they don't score a lot of points. And yeah, you're about to play a team. You're about to play a team that that averages the most points. Yeah. In the country. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like some something's gotta yeah. give here. But let's talk. Let's like what what kind of stats are we talking about this year? Yeah, well, that that was gonna be my first mention. I mean, I, I looked it up here. I've got uh points for Kentucky, we've got 185. Points against, we have 115. I I would like to see that gap widen. <laughs> um, right. Because I, I do think that's going to be an issue. It's been, we've had two two weeks in a row. Now we just had a bye week, obviously, coming in. But the two games before in, in Ole Miss and South Carolina, we struggled to score the ball. Yeah. Um, like the only time I saw us look okay offensively was really that set, the second half against South Carolina, uh, or sorry, not South Carolina. Uh, I'm just blinking on who we just played after that, that we won. Mississippi State. Mississippi State, yeah. Um, you know, in the second half of that, and we played like trash in the first half. I don't know if you guys watched any of that game. I mean, it was like 7-7 seven, seven and half, going into halftime. And I was like, what is happening? I cannot understand what I'm seeing here. And uh, in the second half, we ended up, you know, playing a lot better and it was okay. But I just, we have, that. that is a stat that, that concerns me is that we, we have not scored a lot of points this season. Now, granted, I am going to throw the caveat that Chris Rodriguez didn't play for the first couple games. I, and, sure. and he's only he has only scored three touchdowns since he's been back, which I, I I think that's a little low. We need him. We need him to do what Benny Snell did for us a couple years ago. Like we need him to be that dog. You know what I mean? Like yep. nothing, nothing can stop me. Nothing is nothing is given. Everything's earned. Like ground and pound. And I I think he has that mentality. I think he just needs to see a couple go through and, and get hot in a game. Cause that's usually even last season when he was a junior, if he had a game where he scored, you know, two touchdowns in the first half, you could just about bet he was going to score two more, <laughs> sure. you know, you know, but if he doesn't have any touchdowns by halftime, you might as well bet he won't get any. And that's the, the inconsistency of that. That definitely concerns me that he's only scored three touchdowns since he's been back. So those are a couple stats that stand out for sure. And I'll tell you what, I found two stats that really stuck out to me about Kentucky, you know, one really good and then one not so good. You know, you're kind of talking about the offensive line. Uh, Kentucky's gave up 26 sacks this year. Oh, so yeah. Far. But on the defensive side of the ball, I thought this was pretty impressive. Uh, y'all have created eight turnovers, and y'all are, when y'all play teams, y'all are holding them on third downs to 31%, which is pretty impressive. It's literally been the saving grace in a lot of our games. If you've watched a lot of them start to finish, dude making stops on third down have have been absolutely massive for us and i it's what should have won us the old miss game and we blew it twice with a penalty <laughs> and we had a touchdown come back uh for i can't even remember what now so mad um but i mean 
you know, but those big stops on third down have been huge for us. And it kind of has to be huge for us on Saturday to have a chance. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, man, this game, we know what this game means. Like some people call some people in the in Vol Nation say we are Kentucky's daddy. And uh, Kentucky, <sighs> Kentucky hates that. I'm yeah, telling you, Lance, Lance just got mad. He just got mad. So um, I'm, mad, I'm mad because of how how much you know validity you have to your statement. That's what I'm mad about. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm mad about. Hey, listen, y'all. When we come back, man, right now we're gonna talk just straight ball. Just talk what we really think about this game. We've done the analysts. We we've looked at the analytics. We've looked at what this game looks like on paper. But now it's just homies chopping it up. So when we get back. We'll finish this thing out, and it's going to be a great rest of the Who Is Kentucky episode. We'll be right back. Great first segment with you, Lance, bro. It's time to get it popping again. Listen, we're talking straight ball. Like, everything from what do we actually expect as fans? Because we have to remind ourselves, and I don't even have to remind myself, but I have to remind the people that are listening to us, we are fans. <laughs> Yeah, we it. ain't paid. We ain't paid to yeah. talk about this. Lord, I wish I was. I'd quit all my jobs. Bro, you um, <laughs> yeah. I would have been quit every job, but yeah. that's not the, that's not the case. Yeah. So, we are just fans who love these teams and honestly it, it's like these two schools for each each his own is it's all we've known, bro. And so, um when we look at Saturday, man, it is a 7 p.m. kick in Neyland Stadium. Before we even dive into just the the implications and the excitement and the environment, like let's just talk about the history of this Tennessee and Kentucky football rivalry. These guys have been playing for almost a hundred years, yeah. And and Tennessee has heavily been on the victorious side of this rivalry. Yeah. Um, some some even here are say, is this a rivalry? Like not about <laughs> not even the question of is it, but it's like. Yeah. I mean, is it is it actually? And so I believe I saw something earlier today that Tennessee has won 86 games total and Kentucky mm-hmm. has won 24 or 26 that sounds uh, about games right. total. Um, the longest streak for Tennessee is 24 and the longest streak for Kentucky was four games. <laughs> And so when you look at like history, I mean, Turner, you got some good little things about this, too. What do we call this game? Oh man, I just said it. <laughs> it's the Battle of the Barrel. Yeah, the Beer Barrel. The Beer Barrel. Uh, yeah, the Beer Barrel. Yeah. And like they're saying, we got to bring the barrel back. I'm like, somebody's like, that barrel ain't been back for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so True I mean, that. I mean, when you talk about history, um, Tennessee has handled this game. Yeah. And but in recent years, again, Mark Stoops has got this Kentucky club playing at a level that some would say, like, watch out. And then others are like, ah, it's just Kentucky. You know what I'm saying? And so it's been hard. Even last year when we played Kentucky, I felt like that right before that game is when you started to see Tennessee kind of take this little like hump in the season. You're absolutely right. And then playing Kentucky and coming out of that game with a win was like, oh, snap. Okay, Josh Heupel is is different. Yeah. And so, I mean, the history speaks for itself. But, I mean, Saturday, there's a lot on the line Saturday. I think Big time. for both teams, Kentucky wins this game. Wow. 
what does it do for their resume and where does it place them in uh bcs bowl like conversations um tennessee loses this game how far do they drop out of the top five mm-hmm. um where, where do they go but tennessee wins this game kentucky's out of the top 25 what does that do for their season at that point what does that do for will levis's draft stock like you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying there's a lot of things that play into this but like yeah. what are y'all seeing like saturday as keys you know <sighs> Man, I, everything you said is right. I I think uh, to your first point about the rivalry or whatever you want to, I think that it speaks to like something larger about sports that we all love but we never talk about. And that's I think that fans make rivalries. History doesn't necessarily make rivalries. Yeah. Like yeah. if you if you look at this football game, like there's no history to support any any kind of you know anything. <laughs> like Tennessee shouldn't be worried about it. Kentucky shouldn't care either. They just should expect to get beat. But, you know, with the fans, and I think it does have a lot to do with the proximity. And that's what I think people who don't live in this part of the country don't understand about Kentucky and Tennessee is how close it is. Um, my, My grandma on my mom's side lives in Virginia, and you have to drive through the corner of Kentucky to get there. Like, that's that's what we're dealing with here. So, like, I think with the fans living so close. I think that that is what makes the rivalry so fun. I have family members that live in Kentucky that are Tennessee fans, and I have family members that live in Tennessee as Kentucky fans. And, you know, that's just how I've always grown up. So um, I think that's what makes this game so emotional, though, even in a season, especially in a season like this, where Tennessee has so much to win and so much Mm -hmm. to lose in this game. You know, or at least that's that's how I perceive it. You know, I, I think. I, I wouldn't ever say that this game means more than that Alabama game last week, but I do think that it doubles down. If you win this, if Tennessee wins this game, like not you commanded respect last weekend, this week you demand it, you know, if you win this game, I think. And conversely, if Kentucky manages to win this game, like you just can't completely count us out. And I think that's that's really the best we could hope for for the rest of our season to answer your second question. Like what's on the line? Like this is not going to be remembered as as a breakout season when you know we went ten and three a couple years ago that when Josh Allen was a senior, you know now we we've won three straight bowl games going into this season, which is a stat that's probably worth noting. I mean, like we it is this is rare in the history of Kentucky football that we're even talking about a ranked team. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? You know, like this is crazy. So I think that that's what's on the line. Like Tennessee doubles down on the respect that it it has earned if they win. And I think that Kentucky chips away at national respect. It'll take so much more for us to really get it. And I, I, that's fine. You know, we, we have to be okay with that. Um, but it's just funny then this game, like, you know, Kentucky's, uh, you know, what five and two it's this, the season already is kind of like that South Carolina loss really just, took the wind out man and so yeah if we win this game though it's one of those things where like you know what season may not be the best but by god at least we beat tennessee <laughs> like that's like that's literally enough First for kentucky out. fans and that's where yep. that's why it's a rivalry I, I would never argue that it isn't i think it absolutely is and that's that right yeah. there is why because we could lo- we could lose every other game this whole season and if we beat Tennessee, like we would parade in the streets like idiots. And you can't, you can't, you couldn't stop us. And I don't even know why, but it, that's just the way it is, man. Yeah. And I, I think there's, I think there's more on, more on, more on the line for Tennessee than 
the Alabama game, in my personal opinion. I mean, the Alabama game, you know, you're getting bragging rights, of course. You mean, you just beat Bama, and it's one of our biggest rivals. Could totally. be our biggest rival, depending on who totally. you talk to. But, you know, Alabama's in the West. You know, you lose to a West opponent. It's Don't matter. The, don't yeah. matter. Pat on the back. And it's out, it's out. So, like, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, you, you, well, it's okay. They lost to Alabama, you know. But yeah. then if you lose I, to Kentucky, it's like, God, Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, because you lose to Kentucky, I mean, you don't – it takes where it you might be able to lose to Georgia and still get in the playoff. But if you lose to Kentucky, you got to win out to yeah. even have a chance at doing anything. Yeah. Yep. And, and you, you guys in Georgia are the last two, like, really tough games for us. So if we can get out one and one, you know, for us, solid end of the season, let's go win that fourth bowl game in a row. You know, like, I think that's kind of the best we could hope for at this point. We certainly don't have any CFP hopes. <laughs> yeah. You know, and as a Tennessee fan, you know, Tennessee's been made fun of so much in the past. And, you know, I think there's a lot on this game – for Tennessee in the aspect of if we lose to Kentucky, everybody, everybody owes you won't, to Tennessee. Yeah, it's you won't Tennessee. You won't hear the end of it. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just the same old Tennessee that we've seen. They just got lucky against Bama and they've yeah. they played their good games. And it's and just I, here's the old Tennessee coming back. I think anybody could agree with this thing. Anybody who's a real fan of this sport even if Tennessee, if Tennessee loses a close game to Kentucky and both teams play well, anybody who's a fan of football wouldn't actually feel that way, even if they would say it to, to bust your chops. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. There, there is still a level of a good game's just a good game. And, right. and that never that never gets any, like, you know, there's never any nuance in that conversation, right, by the people who are occupying that space talking about it and blowing smoke. But, you know, if Tennessee loses a tight, close game on Saturday – Anybody who's a real fan of football would would see that for what it was, and I think Tennessee's still one of the top five best teams in the country, even if you lose this game. Yeah, yeah, they're playing on a different level, and like it just moves perfectly into like I'm not expecting to lose Saturday, not because Kentucky's not good, but because dude, like I haven't seen I've seen Tennessee have bad moments in games. Yeah, Alabama, it's forty two forty two. We fumble a miss exchange. Dallas Turner picks it up and runs it into the end zone. 49-42. Old Tennessee of old folds. And we just Done. like it's yeah, over. Game I, I over. said the same thing when I was watching the game. I was literally I was beside myself. I was like, I've never seen a Tennessee football game. And I, I'm 28 years old. And I've lived in Knoxville the whole time. I've never I've never seen Tennessee football win a game like that with my own eyes. No. Oh, ever. You ain't wrong. No. No, no, maybe, maybe, maybe Georgia when Joan the Hail Mary, taught, taught the Hail Mary. Maybe, sure. maybe that, but, but even still, I think this game was even more insane. And so I, I, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't have a ton to be confident in as even as good as I believe our team is on Saturday. I think you're well within your right as a fan to say, I'm not, I, I you, I think you should expect to win. I want to yeah. win. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't, get, like, don't get me wrong, but like <laughs> I, on, on paper, on paper, Tennessee is clearly the better team. Anybody with eyeballs would have to agree. So yeah, we, ha we like have to do our best. It's just like a, I, I kind of look at it as I'm trying. I'm trying not to be Tennessee bias here as a Tennessee fan. I'm trying to look at it just as hey, a football game. But, <laughs> but I think it's 
we're so we're such we're such different football teams. Like that you is, got you got Kentucky who's going to try to hold the ball for forty minutes and just try to run it and pound it, snap the ball with two seconds on the play clock every single time, and then you got Tennessee mm-hmm. who's going to they want to score in thirty seconds. And I just like and they they, and they said, can. <laughs> I've yeah, and I've said it since since day one. If we if we have to be in a scoring battle with any team, I'll take our chances. Yeah. Yeah. And and that oh, yeah. I mean you you proved your own point last Saturday. Yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? You you get yeah. in a shootout. You got in a shootout with a national powerhouse and a, a Heisman winner, you know, like and you won it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah, you know, and that's where that stat we talked about earlier comes back into play of how many points we haven't scored. Like, you know, we I don't I don't feel great about a shootout. Now, if but if we can force your offense to struggle at least somewhat like mm-hmm. and then if we can get i i think we're going to complete every five yard pass that we throw to be completely honest with you <laughs> I think you that's will. one of the, that's one yeah. of the glaring deficiencies of your defense of which there are not many um you know but like if we can if we we have to use that to our advantage and, and expose that pass coverage basically every play until chris rodriguez can just run the ball down your throat otherwise we've got no shot you know yeah yeah but it's like I said, like we've had a lot of bad moments this year and this team has just like not cared about the moment. Like it's like, yeah. well, let's regroup shake, and let's yeah, figure it out. You shake it off. You shake it off. And that has not been a characteristic of this team. Even when we were beating Kentucky with with Dooley and yeah, Peru, like it, it just wasn't like that. And so that's what I'm like, okay, these guys are hungry and that's why I'm like, I'm not nervous uh, about the game. I'm just one of the – every week I get anxious. I'm just like, I'm just ready to go. Just l- yeah, let's yeah, get yeah, to the yeah, England yeah. Stadium. Let me get to my sure. seat. Yeah. Let, me, let me sit down with a hot dog in my hand. Yes, sir. And let's get locked in. So, <laughs> um, man, but I want to pose this question, okay? Can Kentucky win this game? Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. For yeah, sure. I would say yes. What has to happen for that to happen? Tennessee has to literally play the worst game we've ever seen them play, in my opinion. I think Tennessee, and this is just, and this is me not even as a Tennessee fan. This is me talking football. Tennessee can play. Let me say that. Let me say it this way: Tennessee can play at like eighty-five percent and win this game. If they bad. play. If they play at 85% and it's just like, ah, it just wasn't the best game and they come out with the win, it's just because, like we've talked about, they're just better on paper, right? Yeah, Yeah, totally. But if they continuously penalties, shoot themselves in the foot, turnovers, stuff like that, game's over. I promise you. Yeah. You can't recoup from that. I think turnovers was going to be my big thing there. I mean, that's I think that's going to be a commanding part of the game. And, Austin, you mentioned Kentucky's forced eight. Uh, I don't recall off the top of my head how many have been run back for a touchdown, but I know it's, it's more than one. So we've got, you know, Keydron Smith, like I mentioned, uh, like he's he's that guy who will, he'll snag it and run it back, and he's quick. So, you know, for for us to win the game, I think it's like what you said. One, Will Levis does have to play 100%. Whether Tennessee plays 85, 95, or whatever, Will Levis has to be 100%. Thanks. We have to, we have to expose the the defense, defensive deficiency in the in the passing game on your all's end 
Like we and we if we get a couple of those, like you know, Barry on Brown. One one name we haven't mentioned yet because he's a freshman, Dane Key has been nuts this year. And that kid's, you know, and he's a freshman. So sometimes yeah. he's the kid who in these games will just all of a sudden be that guy. Um, mm-hmm. and if if we've got Will Levis throwing, you know, fifty yard touchdowns to to Dane Key and Barry and Brown and you know, Tavion Richardson, these other guys, like I I think that's where if we if we were ever going to win a shootout, it would take every single person on offense playing their best game. And I'm not a hundred percent confident that we can achieve that because of what we lack on our offensive line. So it's like you said earlier, Austin. Like if we can't protect Will Levis in the first place, then we can't get yeah. any explosive plays. And I know that Tennessee is going to have these plays. Like you can you can bank on it. So like it's not it's not a game where we can say if we can just hold them to 14 points or 21 points, we can win. It's can we keep them from scoring twenty eight or more? <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, I, and, I and think if we can, I think we'll we can win. Absolutely, I, I think Kentucky can can win this game one hundred percent. But I think for Kentucky to win this game, I could sit here and talk about it all day. What Kentucky would have to do, but when it comes down to it, for Kentucky to stand a chance in this game, they're going to have to win in the trenches. They're going to have to protect yeah. Will Levis. They're gonna have to form a running game, like they're mm-hmm. you, for Kentucky to win. Our defense is gonna have to barely be walking. They're so tired after y'all's yeah. drives. Absolutely, and if we get yeah. we string together a couple of those eight minute drives, man. I mean it. I've seen it happen. You know, I think I think it's what happened to uh, Mississippi State. I mean, <laughs> you could tell some of those dudes were tired. You know, because we were out on the field for just eternity. But it's a double-edged sword, right? I mean, we're out there. These kids are working so hard. And, you know, if if it takes you 12 minutes to score seven points, it only takes Tennessee, you know, three minutes or less. What I don't know what your average time of possession is, but it can't be a lot. Yeah, that ain't a lot. That's that's not the way we win this game. You know, we can't can't trade those drives um, Mm -hmm. because you'll you'll get so much more of them. So we have to to be balanced on both sides of the ball, really. And honestly, Tennessee has to just not play well, I think, for us to win. (laughs) Yeah, you know we stack up those penalties. Like all those little things have to go right. Who knows, man? Could be magic for me. Yeah, bro. Hey, there's there's <laughs> two things, man. As we kind of round this episode out, man, we got two questions, bro, that we ask on every who is okay. So, Lance, we're gonna start with you, bro. Um, I can probably assume what you're gonna say, but who is your playmaker of the game? For Kentucky offense first, then defense. Who has to be that dude for Kentucky to win this game? Yeah, I I will not change my answer from Will Levis. I think that that he's the one. It really does start with him, man. I mean, and, and if you want proof, go go back and watch the South Carolina game. I mean, everybody else was playing, just had a different quarterback, and it was not the same team, bro. It's bad. So we yeah, that's it's gotta be him. I think he's got to um, I think he has to score passing and rushing touchdowns. And I know he can do it. I know that he wants to do it. And, uh, you know, it was one of my favorite memories of last, last season was against uh, when we played Louisville, which is always like a heated game for us because you, you want to talk about rivalries. That's that's a that's a good one. Um, and, dude, he just absolutely embraced the hate. You know what I mean? Because Louisville fans mm-hmm. absolutely despise Kentucky in a way that's inconceivable unless you have a similar rivalry. And <laughs> like 
you know, and so I, I think he, he has to have that same mentality in this game, though, because it's a, like, like you said, this is a night game at Nayland Stadium. And like, unless you're from here, like you don't you don't understand. No, nope. like mm-hmm. it's not it's not a place that anybody wants to play. And I don't and everybody, every team in the world would be like, no, it's not that bad, you know, or whatever. But like it's 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 not an easy place to win a game. And so I it's going to take Will Levis being an absolute menace and a demon on the field you know, for us to win this game offensively. I think he has to be the difference maker first. Yeah. But with the caveat that it really just can't be all on him, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then defensively, like, who's that dude for Kentucky? Yeah. I, I want to go with Kajon Smith, the the transfer senior. I, I he He's just an interesting one because he's, you know, he's still new to the team. So he does, in, in some ways, he has like a – He's he's just fresh in a way that some of these other guys aren't. But I I've seen again as a fan uh, of Kentucky football, like we get a lot of transfers, and so I I've seen guys come in like this, you know, for a senior season. Just they just need a shot, and like that's the thing, man. That kid has nothing to lose. So yeah. I I think I think he's gonna cut loose because he knows uh he knows that he can be the difference maker of the game because you have to stop Hendon Hooker from connecting these you know these passes, and so. If you're that guy who's gonna, you know, understand the assignment, so to speak, like, it, I think he's gonna be the one to change the game. And so, I mean, I know there's a couple other guys, and those upperclassmen that I mentioned, I mean, that they have to play a part. But I think if Kadron Smith has a game where, you know, he takes, he picks off two, he runs one back, or whatever, like, even that, I, I think is gonna be a monumental difference maker for the game. Tyron, what about you, bro? What we gotta do? Who's the guys for Tennessee? <laughs> Uh, in order for this to be a W, bro. Man, you know how I am. I don't like picking people. I like I like picking position groups, but I'm gonna pick a person. Yeah, and then I'm then I'm gonna pick my position group. Okay. Uh, defensive side of the ball, Byron Young. Yeah. I think we get pressure on Will Levis. I think he tends to fold. Not all the time. I think he tends to fold under pressure sometimes, and he'll throw an interception. Um. He's not he's saying thrown, all the time. He's already thrown five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think if we can get pressure on Will Levis, I think it'll force them to completely get out of their game 100%. Um, offensive side of the ball, I hate to be cliche, cliche but I'm going to have to say Hendon Hooker, man. I mean, this offense rides on Hendon Hooker. Rides or dies by him. Yeah, you got, you know, to, he, you got if, to. You got to. If he, ain't, if he ain't playing good, offense ain't playing good. So yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Hendon Hooker. Yeah. Uh for me, man, I am going to say with the hopefulness that he is back on the field, is Cedric Tillman for me. Uh, uh yeah, I hope he doesn't is, play. I hope he doesn't play. I know you, oh, I know. <laughs> I know you don't. And the reason I need Cedric is because I need him to be the biggest decoy ever. Oh yeah. Yes. I need him to I tar- target him three, four, or five times. But yeah, nah, just get them on the field to make them have to respect everybody because mm-hmm. we already know. Here's the fact: Jalen Hyatt's gonna score a touchdown. How I don't know, but he's he'll going score. To. He'll score two. I mean, just go ahead and take the bet. <laughs> and then, but then you add said in the mix, and it's like, wow, okay, what can we do to confuse these guys? So for me, I'm hopefully it's Cedric Tillman, but obviously, if I have to pick somebody that I know who's gonna start and who's gonna get that first snap, it's Hendon Hooker as well. Um, defensively, really easy for me, bro. Secondary, I don't got a person. Somebody just guard somebody. <laughs> Heard that somebody. I don't care who it is. And with the hopeful return as well of Jalen McCullough, 
from his one game suspension. I hope that he comes back because I just didn't realize how much of I mean, it for the back end. Now it's not the fact that uh, let's not give up yard. We're going to give up plays. Like we're going to give yeah. up passes. We're going to give up yards. It's just, for sure. can we limit them to how many? Okay. Mm-hmm. And communication has a big thing to do with that. And Jalen McCullough has a lot of, uh, of influence in that realm. So that's for me. Hey, y'all. One more thing. Turn know what's happening. <laughs> we got to do it. It's early in the week. It's Tuesday, but score predictions. I'm actually going to start with you, Turner. When we talk about the score of this game, four uh, zeros. I hate when people say triple zeros because it's four zeros on the clock. You hear me? Um, where, where, where are you going with this one? I'm pretty confident about this one. Okay. I'm oh. listening. 38. 17. Who? <laughs> Tennessee. Okay, 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 okay. Oh my gosh, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lance, we coming to you, bro. What's the final score of this game? Well, it's not that. <laughs> no, I'm playing, I'm playing. Uh man, I I feel like there's gonna be some shenanigans in this game. So I, I feel like the score is going to be, like, weird. Like, it's not going to be, like, you know, 35 to 28 or something like that. I feel like I feel like Kentucky will win this game. I'm going to say 42 to 38. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, it, I think the, <laughs> that's a lot of be, points I for them. Because Woo! there's no I, – I know. That's what I'm saying, that we, we yeah. literally – I don't know how you guys won't score four touchdowns. Like, we're we're not a bad team, but like Alabama, you scored four. What was it fifty two points, counting the <laughs> counting the game winning field goal? I mean, like that's unbelievable. So like, you know what what am I supposed to guess here? Like we have to we have to score points. There's literally no way we did we there's there's yeah. no other way because we're not gonna keep you guys below twenty eight. Really, I don't think. I mean, I, I don't know if we'll keep you out of the thirties. But I think if yeah. we if we can, you know, run with you and make it interesting, then my prayer to the football gods above is that is that the pressure the pressure finally gets to Tennessee. If the game's close at, towards the end of the fourth quarter, I think that because Tennessee has more to lose on paper, that I'm, that's what I'm praying bites you in the butt is that the the pressure gets there. Hendon Hooker, you know, doesn't. Be, be the man at the end of the game like like that that's what that's what has to happen so i'm, I'm gonna stick with 42 38 i think it's weird i think i do think both teams will score defensive touchdowns that's that's my hot take pick i think both teams okay. will score defensive touchdowns okay i like it i like it uh man i am going to go with what i felt like since i knew this game was happening and that is 41 28 tennessee mm. And uh, that's just because I just I we're gonna score forty like I, and something weird happens like I, I, I agree that's like that's a plausible something score. something weird happens I'm going forty one twenty eight and it's like something something in like the third quarter that it, it it allows Tennessee to get up fourteen and then Kentucky just can't they don't have enough mm-hmm. to get back in it, um but because if it's if we're trading sevens for a while they can hang around but yeah. So, um, Lance, bro, 
Thank you for hopping on today, yes, bro. This is thank you guys. The, we, I'm I'm telling y'all these episodes. I I we plan for like 40 minutes, and it always goes an hour because the conversation is just so good. So this is so fun. Uh, I I've dreamed of any reason to just ever talk about sports with my friends. So like this <laughs> this is this is great for me. And I, I don't know if you're planning on continuing the show into the basketball season, but oh man, uh, yeah, we are. You know, absolutely. I, I'm I'm into Kentucky football, but like y'all know, I am. Oh in, yeah, oh uh, yeah. Kentucky football. We'll so, be back. Uh, You'll be back on the show twice before uh, <laughs> before we know it, because Tennessee, Kentucky, man, that yeah. that this year, man, it might be some of the best games we've ever seen. Yeah, we got we got to uh, go. We should go to the one in in Knoxville. Oh yeah, mark that, me down. Last game I went to was uh, when PJ Washington cramped up in the second half, and he was he was keeping Grant Williams from everything, bro. Grant Williams, he was getting dominated right. by his by his daddy, yeah. And and then and then we lost that game, yeah. And uh, it was it was very sad. Now uh, that yep. was the first basketball game I ever took my wife to, and uh, she got to watch Man. my favorite team lose uh, in my <laughs> in, in my hometown. And you know what? She thought it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I bet she did. Uh, hey, y'all, don't forget, man. Like, comment, subscribe, join the channel. We yeah. are on our way to 100 subs on YouTube. Y'all, we've surpassed everything on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, man, the subs are rolling. Reminder, we are all everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Man, we're going to be able to allow you to subscribe and join the team financially so that we can honestly just pour it right back into you guys, uh, the Straight Up Tennessee family. Lance, thanks again. Turner, you got anything, bro, before we head on out of this thing today? I'm ready to go. Hey, y'all, Tennessee, Kentucky, Saturday, October 29th. Lance, again, bro, we love you, bro. Thank you. And y'all already know what it is. It's straight up Tennessee, baby. We out.